Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Daryl Darnell. Daryl, you are the founder of Pro Podcast Solutions. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. I am excited to be here with you today. Uh, so again, full disclosure, um, Daryl, you and I are friends. We've, <laughs> we've been in the podcasting world forever. Uh, and uh, did you, you were at the first podcast movement in uh, Texas, right? I was. I've been at every podcast movement and we've seen each other at PodFest a few times. I've been at yep. all of those except for the first one. Wow. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, um, so Daryl, you've been in the podcasting space for a long time. So you would be considered a pod father. Um, and <laughs> wh- how far does that go back and how did you transition into this? Yeah. I mean, I I discovered podcasting in 2006. Um, I was a huge fan of the TV show Lost and just looking for content and fans around that. And that's how I discovered podcasting was, was listening to those. I jumped into podcasting in 2008. So this will be my 12th year in podcasting. And then I started doing this full time where we're, you know, providing support for other podcasters in 2013. So, yeah, I, I don't, I, you say podfather and I, I feel old, but I mean, <laughs> I've been around for a while, although I re- completely acknowledge there are many that have been in the waters much longer than I have. Yeah. So from a very, very high level, uh, Talk to me about where podcasting is today. And, and you don't necessarily have to give us a history lesson, uh, but maybe just your observations as kind of an industry person. What, what are you seeing in the world of podcasting? Well, the first thing that came to mind was recognition, because maybe because we were just talking about the old days, you know, when you had to hand code RSS feeds and you yeah. would go into a room of 100 people and ask them what a podcast was, and maybe 10 of them knew, and they were super geeky and really cool people. And now it's hard to not find someone who at least knows what a podcast is. Maybe they're not a regular listener. Maybe they've listened to a podcast just to see what it was all about. But podcasting has definitely gone mainstream. And there was a time where we weren't sure if that was going to happen. And so when I think of podcasting today, like everybody's getting in on it. Everybody sees the value in it. Everybody sees the way how it's able to engage people and connect with people. And as humans, that's what we want most. So yeah, it's really cool to see how far podcasting has come from when I started to where it is today. It's, it's everywhere. It's known by almost everyone. It's harder to find someone. If you went to that same room today, you might find 10 people who don't know what a podcast is. Yeah. So you are actively podcasting. How did you get your first client? Was it just because there, there was nobody else? And so you were right place, right time. You jumped on an early, you know, a, a kind of early stage in, into a platform technology that it was emerging. I was pretty early on, you know, when we're talking about clients and doing back-end support, post-production support for podcasters, I was one of the first in that space. I wasn't the first, but I was, I think I was one of the first five, maybe the wow. first three, at least that I was aware of. 
I got into it because I was getting a little disgruntled with my day job. I think a lot of entrepreneurs can identify with that. And I was looking for a way out. And I thought, do I do web development? I, I can do that. I don't enjoy it. And I realized finally, it took me a while. People were coming to me asking me for help with their podcasts. They're like, you know, you've been in it for a while. We've heard and seen your growth as a podcaster. Can you help me start mine? Or can you help me give me some tips, whatever? And at the same time, um, Cliff Ravenscraft came to me and he said, I've got this friend named Stuart who's starting this podcast network. He's looking for hosts and I think you would be a good candidate. And so I did some investigation, some research, and I was definitely excited about what Stuart was doing, but I was from a hosting point of view, but I was also, I saw an opportunity because I thought Stuart's not a podcaster. He's an entrepreneur. He's a business guy. And I don't think he has any experience editing podcasts. And so I approached him. And I said, I'd love to host for you. Here are the shows I think I could host for you. But mm. I'd love to talk to you about um, the editing side of it as well. And he says, well, uh, I do need that. I've got somebody else I'm already talking to about that, but pitch me. And I pitched him and I got the job. And that was my first client. Six months later, I was able to quit my day job and go full-time into this. So in my business success, every step of the way, as I'm sure yours has, has always been about relationships. The biggest yeah. success that I have found has come through relationships. And that one with Cliff, certainly. But then as you develop relationships with your clients, now most of my leads come from my clients. And so that relationship and having a relationship with your clients where they're like, not only am I happy, I want everybody else to be as happy as I am. So I'm going to tell my friends about you. You know, that's a, that's a really good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what do you think you did that helped you win that deal um, from the other person that they had in mind? I mean, I don't know what the, how the other person was pitching, obviously. I know who the other person was, and they are fantastic. So mm -hmm. the, the idea that I was chosen over them, is, it's like I've always been a feather in my cap and given me a little boost on those down days. Yeah. Um, but I think I was just able to provide um, my level of experience. By that time, I had been podcasting for over five years and editing all of our shows that we were doing on our own network of, of shows. And so I had a lot of experience uh, and I was able to meet the, the um, demands of the job. These were going to be coming in to us between 9 p.m. and midnight and they needed to be published by 3 a.m. And so the turnaround time for those needed to be fast and it needed to be good. And so he was looking for someone who could, who could mm. meet those terms. And I was able to, like when I was doing my, my side, when it was a side hustle for those six yeah. months, I was like staying up till three in the morning and then getting yeah. up at 7 a.m. and going and, and doing <laughs> Are you going to pay me money? I could potentially walk away from my job. I'll do it. I'll stay yeah. up till 3 a.m. to do that yeah. stuff. <laughs> That's right. It was a hard six months, but I would have done it. I would do it again today if, if it got me to this spot where I'm at right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, Daryl, you know, you talk about staying up till three in the morning. What were the other more difficult aspects to your uh, earlier days in, in business? Well, when TV Talk went out of business, when they they had to come up point, they they were investing a certain amount of time, uh, money into the project and needed to see a return within a certain point in time. And when that didn't happen, they had to make a hard decision, mm. put more money into it or just go ahead and pull the plug. And so they decided to pull the plug. Wow. And that was, I kind of saw it coming. Um, we, cause we had regular meetings and it wasn't the, the metrics weren't being achieved. And so it wasn't really a surprise and, but they were, 
like at one point they were 90% of my income. Oh, and you can't like live off of that. You can't lose 90%. That's not healthy. It's not healthy to have 90% of your income wrapped up into a single client. And I always recognize that. So working to try to get other clients. So that time they went out of ceased operations, uh, they were 75% of my income, which is still not healthy, but it's better. It's better. So that Mm -hmm. next eight months was brutal just trying to find clients. And again, it went back to relationship. Uh, I reached out to Cliff and I said, you know, how do I become a part of your referral network? Would you consider me for that? And in it, you know, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God and I believe that he has, he has, uh, he will bless me, you know, and, and, and you too, you know, I mean, it's not, I don't own the blessings, you know, I just feel like, uh, but God has had his hand on my life and I could go on and on about that. That's not the purpose of today's <laughs> conversation, but in this one, um, so I reached out to Cliff and, and I said, I'd love to be a part of your, your referral network. Do you have a need for someone like me? And he says, as a matter of fact, I have an email that came into my inbox yesterday of someone who's looking for a podcast editing and I didn't know who I was going to send him to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, uh, they didn't just pour in like, you know, like rainwater, right. but it was a steady drip and that certainly helped get me through those, those lean months. You know, I think that as uh, founders as as owners as CEOs, you know the one thing that I think a smart CEO does is constantly updates their SWOT analysis. Right, they're constantly looking at what are the threats. You know, I uh, am involved uh, kind of in the Tony Robbins Business Mastery community, and that's one thing that he talks about a lot is you know build your business for winter because it's an inevitability. It's yeah. not a question of are we ever going to have a winter again? Well, of course we're going to have a winter. We're always, every year you're going to have a winter. And so, you know, what can you do in your business today so that if you lose, you know, 50, 70% of your income that you're going to be okay. Uh, You know, and I, and I got to tell you that as an agency in the, you know, we're not real, we're kind of in the PR world, not, you know, as big part of what we do, but I don't really see ourselves as a PR agency, but I see a lot of PR agencies that salivate over big clients. And to me, that's, it's tough. I, I'm, that scares me. You know, big clients are really not, that's not what I want to do. It's too risky, you know, cause you think of the operations that invite, like if you're a big, big company, cool, go do it. Uh, but you know, if you're the, you know, SMB size or you're, you know, kind of trying to just keep a streamlined operations and you know, you got to have like, you know, five people on staff just to support that big client and you don't, they don't re up with you or, you know, you lose that. It's like, okay, well now I have five employees that it's kind of a bummer situation. I'd hate to have to let them go. And it's, it's just a big shock to the system when you have those major, major disruptions. So I think your model, Daryl, is now you have a lot of clients. <laughs> you right. mind talking about like what you've built up to this day now? Yeah, now, so in that time when we lost the, the big client, I think we had about four clients. Mm-hmm. I had four remaining uh, when they left. Yeah. And the next eight months, you know, we had prepared for winter. Thankfully, we had a bunch of money in savings and there's another faith story there. But um, 
now we're at a point where we are serving 150 different podcasts on a monthly basis, a little wow. over that. So, um, and it, you know, it doesn't come all at once, but right. it is like a snowball. You know, it, it starts with the four and then the four become six and then the six become 12 and the 12 become 20, you know, and it just kind of snowballs. And now, you know, where it took me, I don't know, a year, maybe eight months to land the next dozen clients. Mm -hmm. We added a dozen in the last month, more than that, actually. So, you know, there's a, there's a snowball effect that happens, you know, if we just keep grinding and not every month do I add 12 to 15 clients. That is not normal. It's the first of the year. A lot of people yeah. start to start podcasts at the <laughs> beginning of the year. Let's, you know, acknowledge that. Um, so the grind, you know, just keep, keep building relationships, keep doing quality work. Um, put your business out there. When I, when I popped a booth up at the first pot, the, the second podcast, movement, the first podcast movement, I was there, I was a speaker teaching audio production, but I didn't have a booth the second time I did. And that was big, you know, so putting yourself mm -hmm. out there, making yourself known, those have been yeah. big for us. What else do you do to put yourself out there? Like, where do you get clients from today? Most of my clients come from referrals. Um, we have a great relationship with Amy Porterfield and she mentions us when she thinks it's relevant. You know, we don't ever ask her to. And um, a lot of people, I mean, we, she, she's just, I mean, she's a godsend because she's literally the type of person, I've had this happen multiple times. I don't know anything about you other than Amy Porterfield uses you. And that's all <laughs> I need to know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Those are dreams, right? But, um, but we we want to build our business in a way that every client recommends us, whether they're the level of Amy Porterfield or they're brand new and no one knows who they are yet. You know, we want to establish that type of relationship with every one of our clients. And that is key. So we focus mostly on that. And then we show up at events, um, podcast centric events. I went to an event last weekend that was dentists, but it was a podcast event for dental podcasters. Wow. It's crazy. Like who knew that there were that many dental podcasters? I did because we serve half a dozen of them. And yeah. um, so we went to this event to try to make relationships with more dentists. Um, so it's always about relationship with me. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'll get into Facebook groups and, and, and do stuff like that, but those can be so get crazy, you know, so fast, especially if someone says, I'm looking for an editor you get 50 editors just in a moment's time. And I, I avoid those. If someone, you know, points me out and recommends me, mm -hmm. then I'll jump in on those things because the relationship is then established. So to me, I focus on, on building relationships and then getting my brand out there at right. podcast related because that's where my customers, that's where my potential clients are, are at podcast related events. And so that's where I go. So that's my next question is mm -hmm. how do you keep from getting commoditized? Because I think it could be easy to look at something like podcast editing and say, oh, well, you know, I could just teach someone the basics and pay them 12 bucks an hour and call it good. Um, yep. How do you compete? Or, you know, and of course, there's always like, um, you know, overseas, you know, cheap labor overseas. Um, and, and how do you compete with that? That's a great question because it's very, very real in my line of work. I mentioned that when I started, I knew of there were maybe three to five of us that I was aware of. Now there are literally hundreds. And a lot of those are overseas where the labor is much cheaper, um, where they're able to complete the task because, you know, they don't need as much. In the, the, the income 
it's just completely different, right? It's, it's apples right. and oranges or, you know, Hey, I could go onto Upwork or Fiverr or I could hire a VA or, you know, and all those things are things that we've always competed with. Yeah. Except that and the haven't. tools have gotten better too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. The tools have gotten better. Um, but I've never really tried to compete with that instead. And this is advice I got from Cliff. He, he was uh, very influential with me and, and especially early on, but, but still when I need help, I love that I can just call him up and he'll spend time with me, but you know, figure out who you are, who your ideal client is and that's who I go for. You know, I'm not the cheapest. I've never been the cheapest. And certainly nowadays I'm not the cheapest, but as Mm -hmm. I just mentioned earlier, I have no problem landing new clients. I have authority in this space. I've been doing it a long time. I have highly respected clients. And because of that, um, I price where I'm at. I don't try to, to compete with the low guys because that type of client who's looking for the low guy is not the type of client that I'm looking for. Those type of type of clients typically are more trouble than they're worth. Uh, They demand the most and pay the least. And, you know, that was advice that I got from Cliff early on. And so I always set my prices um, on the higher end, not the highest guys. There are people that are in fact much higher than I am. Um, But I'm certainly not going out there for the low fruit because um, those are just more trouble than they're worth. Wow. Wow. So I, um, I would say identifying who you're going for yeah. is, is really critical. Knowing who you are, do you have the skill set and not just the, and not in my case, not just the editing skill set, but the business skill set, the, mm-hmm. the, the professionalism, the ability to deliver on time consistently, all the things that they're looking for to support their business, their podcast. If you've got that skill set, then price yourself accordingly. If not, develop yourself so you get that skill set and you can price accordingly. Well, and and so you having and your team having so much experience with this, um, there there's something there's something to be said for hiring a plumber that's fresh out of plumbing school, and yeah, they can kind of do the job, or hiring somebody that's been a plumber for twenty thirty years, yeah. they've seen everything, <laughs> right? And so you know that, I mean, there's just a different expectation in service that you're going to get from someone who's a veteran and have seen everything and they know the risk factors or hiring a doctor. You know, do you, know, do you want the doctor that's fresh out of medical school? He could probably get a better rate. Or do you want the surgeon who's been doing this for 20, 30 years, who has a lot of on-the-job experience and it's just a different, it's just a different product. It is. And, you know, that doctor or that um, plumber who's been doing it for 20 years has developed, again, not only their plumbing skills over time, not only have they seen everything, but they've learned how to run their business efficiently. I mean, hopefully, or they wouldn't still be in business. And, you know, three years ago after Podcast Movement Chicago, uh, we picked up so many clients after that event. Mm hmm. And Amy mentioned she did a whole podcast devoted to her process and oh, yeah. mentioned us and, and had a document that talked about our, her relationship with us. Wow. And it was just like the floodgates opened and we grew too fast. We lost clients because we could not, uh, things were, were slipping through the cracks and there was, there were bottlenecks. A lot of those bottlenecks were with me and it helped me learn systems. And so, yeah, that, that person who's been doing it a long time, Again, not only has the skill set, but has the systems and the business, you know, 
polished so that they can they can handle. i'm not saying those new guys aren't worth it you know they they, mm-hmm. they are for many people but again knowing who we are what we bring to the table because people will ask you how are you different from the other guy and i, I need to be able to answer that question with with authority and with confidence yeah well daryl darnell you're the founder of pro podcast solutions you're on the web at propodcastsolutions.com you have a podcast. We have many podcasts, but uh, <laughs> the, your one that's connected with Pro Podcast Solutions is just the Pro Podcaster Stories, yeah. uh, and that's on the web at propodcasterstories.com. Is that right? That's right. We feature our clients. That's only featuring our clients and our team on that podcast, and we're, give, we're looking at them, telling their stories, but also looking behind the scenes to what has helped them become successful podcasters, strategies, systems, you know, equipment, things like that. So it's a, it's helpful for new podcasters and those who are looking to improve their podcasts. Brilliant. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. This was a lot of fun, man. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.